Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Ruff. Hey there, Truth and Justice listeners. I've got a special episode for you today. Like I told you, between now and when we launch Season 12, we're going to be doing some bonus episodes, which will consist of a variety of topics. But one topic that you guys are always asking me for is an update on our previous seasons. And so I've recorded this because I had to leave to go out to the desert to work on the new case the week you're hearing this. So I've recorded this just before Thanksgiving. But as I was sitting home with my family, I thought, you know what would be great? I was actually texting with Ed and Kim. And I thought, you know what would be great for you guys to be able to hear just how Ed and Kim are doing since Ed got out of prison? It's been just over three years now, and they are just absolutely thriving. So I asked them if they want to hop on a call. They did. So what you're about to hear is just a chat with Ed and Kim Ates right after the break. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Ford Ranger, a vehicle for all terrains and every passion. It's a workmate, a playmate, and to its drivers, a soulmate. So how do you improve the Ford Ranger? You go all in. The all-new Ford Ranger, the UK's best-selling pickup. Now available with rear bumper steps, tailgate workbench, and enlarged load box that can fit a Euro pallet. Go break it in. Search all-new Ford Ranger. Ford Pro. Driving productivity. According to SMMT data, features may be optional extras with additional cost. Oh. Ed. Hey. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hey, Bob. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. Man, I was I was so bummed out when you sent me that uh, the invite to your uh, your birthday party, Ed. I'm gonna be in Dallas that day. Man, are you? I've, I'm gonna be at the air like during your party. I'm gonna be at the Dallas airport for like an hour. And I was, oh <laughs> man! Yeah, I have a yeah. I was gonna try to make uh try to move my layovers around so I could sneak out for a little bit, but I couldn't make it work out. But I wanted to check out the new digs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got to come, Bob, whenever you can. I'm into we're enjoying it. That's that's awesome. So what's new with you two? 
Oh, just living life and living our best life. <laughs> I couldn't believe when you when you guys posted on on social media the new house. I mean, what a beautiful, gorgeous, big house! When when, when did you guys close on that? June fifteenth. Oh, that's awesome! I saw Ed was out there. You, you were out there building the fence, Ed. Did you do that yourself? Uh, the fence. Yeah. Oh yeah, me and Kale did that. Oh yeah, How, how's your how's your brother doing? Oh, he's doing good. He's doing good. We worked on the fence. Uh, we had we we did one weekend. Uh, every every a month, you know, one weekend every you know for the whole month we had like a uh, he was taking off on Friday and coming up here and we were working on it on Friday. And and uh till three o'clock on Saturday because we had both had to go to work on Sunday and then we would just uh, start the next weekend. That's that's a lot of. Do you know how many how many feet of fence you guys put up? Man, <laughs> about I know about twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> about twelve thousand dollars worth of fence. <laughs> it's it's uh man, it's what is it one hundred. 200, 300, I think it's like 400 and something feet. God, that's, that's, a, that's so much fence you guys building one picket at a time? It's over half an acre back there. <laughs> <laughs> we did. A half an acre of privacy fence. So tell me what's, what's been going on. So, I mean, I, I've even been on a loop a little bit. I know you got. You you I don't know that that the audience has heard from heard from you since you know maybe a month after you got released you know after you got out you had a job with UPS and then and then you you moved up and you left there and you were working for the city but you're doing something different now right Yeah I'm driving trucks for uh, a company called Waste Connection now I've had a couple of jobs I had a, another job working for a place called Hurricane Waste that paid pretty good but they didn't have any benefits but I just took that job just to get away from the city because the city was, you know, they were kind of they were kind of doing me wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, give, wouldn't give me my wouldn't give me a promotion, and they had messed up with my check a couple of times. I mean, who would think that the city would never make no mistakes, but they did. Right. <laughs> and then you know, after I went to ask about it, and I went to the HR and everything about it. Uh, they 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 gave me my money and everything because they had been taking thirty minutes from me uh, for about a year and a half that they wasn't supposed to take. Oh man! So after they after they gave me my money and everything, they cut my overtime. They said I couldn't work overtime anymore, so they you know charged trying to you know punish me. Right. So I just got fed up with it. And everything. I said, why come I can't work overtime? They said they was giving other people opportunities to work the overtime, but nobody wanted to work the overtime because the overtime was at night. You know, from, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon to 11 at night. And then nobody wanted to work that but me. You know, they were just finding a way not to let me go. I feel like you've, you had a, you've had enough of the government messing you over for, for a lifetime. Right, right. I'm telling you. So I resigned and I left there. And I'm, the place I'm at now is pretty good. You know, I'm pretty much my own boss. You know, I get my paperwork in the morning. I got my own truck. And, you know, I get out there and I enjoy myself every day. You're enjoying it, huh? Yeah, I enjoy it. That's good. Now, are you, are you just local driving or are you over the road? No, no, nothing. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be at home every day. 
Right. <laughs> he must be at home every night. Right. So how you doing, Kim? I'm good. <laughs> I am enjoying the life. That's great. Things still going good at work for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we, uh, I'm still working from home. We go into the office one day a week. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still working at home. So uh, I'm in the comfort of my own home. Nice. And how's that puppy? The little little Charlie, right? Was the name of the dog's name? He's right here on the bed. <laughs> How's he like that acre or half acre backyard to run around in? Uh, he he loves it. He get out there. He can't get away now. I mean, they we were putting him out in the backyard, let him go out, use the bathroom and everything, and he'll run around to the front, and you have to go out and find him. Now you ain't got to worry about it. He, he, he'll walk the whole fence. He know he can't get out now. So he'll go out there and be out there for a minute, and he'd be standing back at the door. <laughs> so he, he checked there all the way around to make sure there were no weak spots, huh? Oh, yeah. He done checked the whole fence. <laughs> uh, how were the kids? So, so, now, Kyra graduated college, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she's a school teacher now. Is she really? Yeah, she's a second grade school teacher. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when did you? Wasn't she going to school originally for some kind of medicine, wasn't she? Oh, my God, Bob. Uh, <laughs> medicine, business, lawyer. You know, it's just, she just wants to do it all, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Do you, you remember, remember when we were that young and we thought we knew what we wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah, oh, honey. But I, you know what? I really think this is her passion. She loves kids. And those kids and their parents love her. I think this is exactly where she needs to be. That's awesome. Is she enjoying it? Yes, yes. You know, it, it, she had her challenges in the beginning, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she loved it. She loved it. Where's she at? Is she still in the Dallas area? Uh, she's in Grand Prairie, actually. I don't know where that is. Uh, it's Tarrant County. Right. It's right up. The, it's not yeah. far. It's yeah. right up the street. She still stay with you guys in the in the new house? Yeah, she up there. She got her own place up there. <laughs> nice. It seems like there's a lot more room to move around in that place. Oh yeah, she got plenty up there. <laughs> yeah, I was think I was just thinking when I, the first thing that Becky Becky said when we saw your post, I showed her. I said, "Look, Ed and Kim got a new house." She thought, "Man, that's going to be a party on Thanksgiving because from that year we were at Thanksgiving and your whole families were all jammed into that little house you guys were in." Are you guys doing the big family Thanksgiving too, or are you just moving it all to Saturday? Oh, no, we, yeah, we're having dinner here for, uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh huh. You know, my family's not that big, you know, right? But, uh, right, but we'll be here for Thanksgiving, and then we'll have the party on Saturday. So we're expecting what, uh, about 45 people Saturday, I think. Man, I was so bummed, bummed out when I. When, when I saw it, I had, I had already booked my flight, and I was just like, "Man, there's got to be some way I can rearrange this to make this work." But it just I couldn't I couldn't make it work. You know, Ed, Ed, you shared the same birthday as my mother. Oh, that's right, that's right. How's your mom doing? You know, she's she's doing really well. She's um she went through a little t- little tough about you know the the scleroderma that she had. Uh, it caused some damage in her in her heart. That's always going to be there, but she she manages with medication. But she got. It doesn't take much to throw off balance. About a month ago, she got uh, some uh, a stomach, like a gastritis or something, caused her not to take her medicine. She couldn't keep her medicine down. She ended up in the hospital a couple times, but 
she's really bounced back from that. She, I was, I was making fun of her yesterday. I was over there and, you know, she, for, I guess I've really talked about my mom with her a lot of you, for a lot of the listeners, but she had uh, scleroderma. If you look it up at something, it essentially turned your, 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 your body into a rock. And, uh, you know, she was always real upset about what it did to her face. And uh-huh. I, I was just over there the other day and it, and it's really like the, she did that stem cell treatment. Everything seems to be coming back to normal. Uh, but she asked me, she said, does my face look normal? And I t- told her, I said, well, it looks about five years older. And it did- <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's been five years. It's true. Oh my god! <laughs> so how's uh, how's Zachary doing? Zach is good. Uh, he's working. Uh, you know, he he's he's a twenty two year old boy. So right. <laughs> enough said. Right. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing good. He's doing good. Well, that's good. Well, make sure you send my love to both of them. You know, you know, Ed. Uh, I just, I just finished up a case, and I did a final interview uh, with the guy whose case we were just working. And it occurred to me at the end of the interview that he was from the he was Coalfield unit, and he told me he was in the camp. And I just happened to ask him, "Do you remember Pablo Velez?" Pablo Velez. Yeah, he was in he was in the camp the camp with you at Coalfield. Yeah, he's out of Houston, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly who he is. The tattoos and stuff. Yep, yep. Yep, I know exactly who he is. Oh, you working his case? Yeah, well, we just we just wrapped on his case. We did kind of a short uh, short season on it. His attorneys asked us to talk about his case. I didn't even know. You know, as soon as I I, I asked if he knew, he goes, "Oh yeah, Big E." I, we all called him Big E. But yeah, I, I was out in the camp with him forever, and uh, he spoke real highly of you. And he said that uh, it was kind of you being on the show that that got him to talk to his lawyers to talk to us about going on the show. Yeah, yeah, I had told him, because you had asked me about some guys down there, and I don't know if you remember, that was one of them that I was telling you about. It did, when he was telling me, uh, when he was telling me that he knew you, it was kind of all coming back to me, because I remember, yeah, there was there was him and I think one other guy that you had told me about, and I, I can't remember who the other one was, but there were, a, there were a couple of them, and yeah, I remember he was one of them. His case is, I mean, another one that's just so yeah, horrible, I mean, horrible, wrongful conviction. Yeah, he didn't. Do, he didn't do nothing. He he was. I mean, he didn't do it. Right. Oh. Yeah. And he got. And he pretty much got. I mean, everything is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That well, that's what we were talking about in his case. Was it was it's so frustrating because it you know it was it was even less complicated than yours. I mean, it was it, his case is super obvious. Not only that he didn't do it, but who did it? And yeah. And of course, Harris County is still fighting every step of the way. So they're 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 doing a, a federal habeas right now, but 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 he told me to let let you know that he said hello and he's, he hopes you're doing well. Okay, all right, let him know I'm all right. So I I, I guess uh, people really want to have kind of an update from your case, but. You know, there's unless you know something I don't. Where it seems like we're still waiting on really the district attorney and the FBI to to hopefully take your case across the finish line. Have you have you had much activity in the case, or you just just been worrying about what you're doing on the outside? I mean, I'm just really, you know, I'm I'm just really on the line there, and I really, you know, I'm Allison is doing it. You know, she was she's doing some kind of paperwork, and you know, she just she didn't really tell me everything about it. You know. 
And I, I really don't know too much what's going on, but I just know she says she feel they're they're working on it. When right. I called her, I had called her about a couple of weeks ago, and she told me that they were still in the thick of it, you know, and she had to call Smith County for some stuff. Yeah, last time I talked to her, same thing. They're right now the next. I can't really get into the next step, but it's 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 kind of the balls in their court. And you know, about every six months or so, she she rattles that chain again to try to get them get them off their butts moving again. But man, I'm hoping we get some final resolution in your case soon. Do you have um? Uh, are you you're now way past your your? Are you completely off restrictions from your parole? Oh yeah, I don't have any restrictions. I can do what I want to do. Nice, and you could you can travel. Didn't you guys go to Mexico or something? No, we didn't go to we didn't go to Mexico. Oh, that's right. I was trying to get you guys to go to Mexico. Now I remember. Yeah, he was <laughs> trying to get us to go to Mexico. Right. Uh, so he he has no restrictions, but if we were to leave the state, of course, he has to get permission. Right. To leave the state. Yeah, I just got to ask him. You know, and it, they, I mean, I don't have any problems with. The, I mean. I've had probably six or seven different parole officers, and I mean, none of them were a problem. I mean, I've had a pro- I've I've had zero problems. Yeah, it's been it's been such a. Do you talk a little bit about some of the other things you're doing since you've been home? Because it's been your story is is such a success story. I remember, I was just when I was just talking to Pablo the other day. You know, he's got he's got a kind of a girlfriend on the outside, and I was telling him like, man, I've seen I've seen things break both ways. But in all the cases that I've I've studied or been involved in or know, known about, you're like the example of when you got out. It's just like you step back into into life and you're just you're just you're just killing it in life. Can, can you talk about what that process was like or what you what you think you know helped you to really do such a good job of transitioning back? I mean, I'm I mean just being being here with my family. You know, one thing. You know, knowing they were here, you know, sometimes I go to sleep at night and, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and make sure they still here. But, I mean, just as far as getting out, I mean, I, I got a job and, you know, I didn't have any problems. I mean, it's just, it's like I just stepped out and, like, I didn't miss a beat. Like, I didn't forget anything, you know what I mean? Right. Would you say it's because of you have you have a great support system? Uh I mean, I mean, yeah, I got. A, I mean, I got a great support system. That's part of it. But you know, it's just me wanting to be, me wanting to be home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wanting to get out and get a job and uh, provide for my family. You know, and wanting to do better. You know, not not wanting to go back where I was. Right. Well, you know, I I remember Ed for you know the years that we would talk. You know, a couple times a week. Whenever we talk about it, that's you. You, always, you were one that always said that all I want to do is go home and just go be a husband and go be a father and just go back to working and living life. And that's that's exactly what you've done since you since you got out. And it's just it's just following you guys on social media. I'm just in, in awe watching you, just watching you just live and thrive. Yeah, I mean that's what we're doing. We're thriving. I mean, I mean pretty much everything that. We we do or attempt to do, you know it it pretty much turns to gold. You know what I mean? With no problems, you know. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's like we're going through. We was trying to get this house. I mean, it didn't. We thought it. We didn't know if it was going to be a problem or anything. And I mean, man, we didn't run into any red tape. I mean, we put the house up for sale, and 
for in April, I think we moved out of there in April, and in June we were in this house. I mean, no kind of red tape. We didn't have any problems. I mean, it just seems like everything is on automatic. You know, whatever, whatever we try to do, it, it, we we get it done. It's, it just seems like like the the universe is is helping you make up for some lost time. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you guys are gonna say the universe. I'm gonna say God. Yeah. Well, I'd say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I contribute all of this to God. I, even before Edward came home, <coughs> I, I prayed and asked God, uh, you know, to heal his mind uh, and not let him be institutionalized. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, that that was the top of my prayer, uh, and my prayer was answered. Uh, if you if you didn't know him or know his story, you would not know that he spent twenty years in prison. You would not you would not know it. Uh, there's nothing uh, that he does, his way of talk, uh, or anything anything that he does uh, does not reflect that he was in prison for twenty years. Nothing, and, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing. He literally just picked up where he left off. Yeah, well, and and Kim, I th- I think that you, I mean, I know that you had a lot to do with that. You know, I was, you know, I tell people all the time that when when we went to your house before, uh, you know, the, the week or so before, remember when me and Mike came by because we thought he was getting out the week before and we drove all the way down there, <laughs> then it ended up, and right when, it was while we got, while we were at your house when we found out that he wasn't coming home quite yet that week. Uh-huh. But it was, I remember just walking in, looking at us it, like, it's like, it looks like he already lives here. Like you, you set the, you set the table, set that house up in a way that he could walk right in and feel at home. And it was, it, it just, you know, I think everything from the kids and you just, it, it was, it's just, it's, it, it's such an, it's, it's my favorite story to tell. I've been doing this for six years now and we've done 11 seasons. My favorite story to tell is, is just, is watching the success story of Ed coming home and then you all as a family thriving from there. Yeah, yeah. Because the minute he walked through that door, I wanted him to know that this was his home. You know, he was not a visitor. This was his home. Even though he had never been in that house, this was still his home. I wanted to make sure he was as comfortable, as comfortable as he could be. How'd that? How'd you feel about that when you got home? Do you think she succeeded, Ed? Yeah, she succeeded. She did. I mean, you know, when I got home, I was still, a little, you know, a little nervous, walking a little on eggshells. But I mean, she succeeded though. I remember I got to I, I got to spend those first first few days with you when you were home, and I, I remember coming over at nine o'clock at night and rubbing ribs down because we were going to smoke ribs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> rubbing your meat. Rubbing, rubbing, the, rubbing the meat. Right. <laughs> the damn kids and their social media. They're <laughs> rubbing meat, guys. But uh, I remember that old weekend. You're walking around like, man, this some things got some things got to change here. The, the the cupboard's a mess. There's a tree growing in the tree, uh, by the door by the back door. And you were right. I mean, by the by the first morning you were there, I think we you and I ran to Walmart for you to get a saw to start. Cutting, yeah. cutting yeah. brush down in the backyard. Yeah. Yep. You still using that grill? Oh, man. Still use, yes. I use that, uh, I mean, regularly. Yeah. You haven't tried a turkey on it yet, though, huh? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. smoke plenty of turkeys in hell. Oh, have you really? Yep. 
You doing one for Thanksgiving, or you got a Greenberg coming this year? No, we got Greenberg. We've been picked. I'll check our, uh, our Greenbergs up yesterday. Nice. Nice. I mean, I'll smoke a turkey, but I'll smoke a turkey, but I don't want nothing but a Greenberg, actually. Right. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to compete with that. I've been trying to master it ever since then. Every year, we, I, I've been doing, ever since uh, Becky and I came down and we did Thanksgiving with you guys. I've oh. I've smoked a turkey every year since then, and I, I still can't. You still can't quite get that Greenberg quality. You can't get it. I don't. I don't know. They inject those turkeys with something, and they and they hang them up, and they smoke those. They smoke those turkeys for like a week or two, and they just be sitting in there in a smokehouse. Man, and you cannot get that, and it's the same every time. Yep. Yeah, they're so good. So Ed, I I just finished. I don't even know if it's aired yet. Did did the did the story that's coming out on the that local Dallas station, the sports the uh, the sports reporter, is that story aired yet? No, it it hadn't aired yet. He's he's going. Him and his editor is they fine printing everything, making everything, making sure everything is right, making sure all the pictures are right because they had some the pictures of the trailer house down there mm-hmm. next door. Well, that it's it's like two more trailer houses down there, and he had a picture. He had the wrong picture. He had the right picture, but he had both pictures, and he was looking at the picture in the Texas Monthly, and I told him the picture that they took in the Texas Monthly is the wrong picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the wrong. I told him that was the wrong trailer house, but he had the right trailer house. He drove all the way down there. He's been to Tyler. He's been to my grandmother's grave site. To the house, he's been next door. Man, he's that guy been everywhere. I can't wait to see the story. I did an interview with him, and we did a few retakes on some things. And it's 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 a cool story. I don't want to give it away. By the I'm wondering if by the time this episode airs, if it'll be on the air yet. But hopefully, it'll be available online. But but the the kind of the angle of the story, I didn't even really know this. I don't know how, but I guess we never really talked much about it. But the the kind of angle of the story is how how basketball kind of got you through those 20 years in prison. Yeah. 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 Can you talk a little bit about that? Did, did, is that something you did every, you did every day or what was that like? Seemed like, seemed like every, for the first like 15, 16 years, it was basketball day. I mean, in the, in the, when you get off from work, when you got off and we got off from work, working in the field, we'd go play basketball. And then in the evening, after you uh, get your last meal, we we'll go play basketball. You have tournaments and everything down there. I mean, it was just, I mean, it's just basketball playing down there. You know, it's just a, like I was telling him, it's just a, it's a way to just, you know, to get your mind off different things, you know, keep your mind out of the world, you know, and go somewhere else where you're playing basketball, you know. You mad? You can go out there and you you upset? You can play basketball and keep you keep you out of a lot of stuff. So it's amazing that the everything every every way that you learn to cope through those twenty years. And and, and he told me that that he kind of found out about your story because you would did you go into a school to talk to some kids? Is that something that you've been doing? Yep, I went to uh, uh, Lancaster High School and I talked to the guys. That, you know, the young guys on the basketball team, and, you know, I just gave them the whole scoop. I just told them who I was. You know, my name is Edward Ake, and I was incarcerated for 20 years for something I didn't do. I mean, I would sit there and I sit there and talk to them and, you know, let them know what was going on and 
you know, what not, what path not to go down, you know. And I mean, sometimes, you know, even though you don't, you, you don't go down that path, that path will find you, you know. And, you know, I sit there and talk to them individually, one-on-one, and then, you know, uh, let them ask questions and everything. You know, pretty much just told them, you know, just told them everything, you know, just really about my story and uh, how I wind up there and then how I wind up where I am now. Thanks to you and Allison. <laughs> How did you get get hooked up with that with that gig to go do that? Did, did someone reach out to you and ask you to come speak to him? Yeah, I had already been approached before about that, and then he asked me about it, and I told him, "Yeah, I'd do that." He said, "Would I be uh, willing to talk to some kids?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I pretty much jumped at that chance because I told I had uh, told him that uh, you know I had been really wanting to uh, get me a little basketball team, you know, just try to get me a little team." together, you know, some kids to just coach and, you know, kind of try to just groom a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. you know, show them something else and, you know, get them, if they have some problems, you know, show them how to work it out. Well, it's awesome that you've, you've done that. I, I know I keep repeating myself, but it's just, it, it's been amazing for me to, to watch you guys just live in your life. I think you're for every person that we work with that that ends up walking out of prison. We try to point him to the to this to that example. Have you had anybody like through the Innocence Project or anything try to have you help anybody else transition, or has anyone talked to you about that? Because I feel like that's something that really could be a help. You know, so many people have such a hard tra- time transitioning once they come back out. Has anybody ever talked to you about doing something like that, or be, would it be something you'd be interested in doing if if a program like that was put together. I mean, I would. I mean, it's a, it's. A, I mean, a, a lot of the guys that were over there with me that that has made parole and got out. I mean, they done they done found me on on social media and and called me through Messenger and talked to me. And I've talked to a lot of these dudes already that got out. You know, telling them how to, uh, you know, just how to maintain because they have that monitor on mm-hmm. and they can't. And, you know, they're having problems with that monitor, you know, and, and you know, some people, you know, been locked up 20, 30 years. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard on them, you know what I mean? Right. You know, especially if they ain't got nobody, you know. It's like uh, this one guy that I know that I was dying there with him. You know, I talked to him nearly every other day, and he's got that monitor on, and he was having, having all kinds of problems with it. And I just told him, I said, man, look, you know, I mean, you got to wear that thing. I mean, wearing that thing ain't nothing. I mean, you can go in your refrigerator when you want to. You can go shower by yourself mm-hmm. when you want to. You know, you can get you a job. I mean, you can sleep in your bed by yourself. You can turn your TV on. I just told him, I said, man, you just got to think about those things, those small things, man. I mean, it's 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 small things out here, you know, but. It's big things down there, you know what I mean? I mean, what would you rather be? I mean, I mean, do you want you want you want that eight by ten, or you want you want your house? You know, I mean, I don't I don't I don't cut no corners or nothing with them. You know what I mean? Because I mean, these are grown men, you know, and I'm not gonna talk to you like you know like you know little old kid. You know, I talk to them like like we talked when we was down there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you gonna you gonna be 
I just tell them, I said, you gonna be full of shit, or are you gonna get, are you gonna get with the program? I mean, who don't nobody want to go back? You want to go backwards and go back down there? Shit, I don't. Right. And I don't want. And I mean, if that's all you're gonna talk about, I mean, and I, I don't even want to talk to you because I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about prison every day. I mean, we not in prison no more, so I mean, we can change what we're talking about. You know what I mean? That's one thing. That that's awesome. What a great perspective. And you know, I I learned so much when when I was working on your case. I still remember the first time I visited you in prison. How shook I was when I left because you know we had sat there and and you know for a few hours we sat there talking and and you know having a good time and a good conversation. And there was something when they locked you back up somehow. All, the, all these little things that we take for granted now. That you know, it, it, it's no wonder that you enjoy life the way you do because you know what it's like to not be able to go to, like you said, go to your refrigerator or go in your backyard when you want to, and it, that's got to be that's got to be helpful for those guys when they get out to have someone like you be a voice of reason for them. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, just like you said, go in the backyard and sit by yourself. I, I mean, I love going out. I, I, you know, I bought me a tractor just so I can go out on the yard and, and mow the yard. <laughs> you don't push mow that big old yard? Oh no, I got I got me a big Kubota zero turn. <laughs> <laughs> I be dry. I go out there in the garage and just dry crank it up and move it around. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Well, I, I tell you guys what, I I, I swear Becky and I, Becky and I are going to get down there and check out the new place and and come see you now that. You know, the, the world's hopefully going to turn right side up and open up again. But I want to come down and see the new place and see you guys. I miss you. I don't think I've seen you since, I don't think I've seen you since Thanksgiving. Nah, that's, that's it, since Thanksgiving. Yep. So it's been, it's, it's been a few years. So we're, we're definitely going to make, make that trip, trip happen. I'm going to let you guys go and get back to, to living your life. But thanks to both of you for taking the time to chat with me. It's good catching up. And, and I know the, the listeners just, just love to hear from you, and just they're they're constantly asking me how you're doing, and all I keep telling is like they're just, they're get on look at them on social media. They are thriving. That's how they're doing. It's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, we thriving for real. We're living our best lives. We went to the game. We went to the Cowboy game uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Did they win? Oh yeah, they. I mean, they played Atlanta. I mean, they beat them. They beat them some terrible. I said that's that's not that's not really saying anything. They beat Atlanta. Everybody beats Atlanta. Yeah, and we going we going back to the game. The guy that uh that's doing the story, uh huh. He got he helped us get the tickets. I mean, we got good pretty we got good tickets. We're going back uh, January the second. We're going to the Arizona Cardinal game in Dallas game. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys that you guys are both doing well. I want to make sure, make sure you guys have a great great Thanksgiving. Send my love to the kids. Tell Kel I said hello, and uh, and 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 enjoy that birthday party. If I if I I tell you what, if I get hung up and stuck in Atlanta airport, I'm going to Uber over to your. I'm going to be texting you for your address. Okay, okay, we'll definitely be looking for it. <laughs> All righty, well, take care, brother Kim. It's great to hear from you too. Love you guys. You All right, Bob. Love you too, man. Bye bye. See ya. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. 
All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Charlena White, Kay Wood Yamnick, Ginger Fiola, Edith Swanneck, Lindsay Pease, Erica Cantor, and Jen Reese Incandela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we also have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes videos of the creation of our Friday follow-up episodes that always include 10 to 30 minutes of pre-show bonus chat. Other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. To become a patron, just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I personally can be found on social media at Bob Ruff Truth, and Mike can be found at Merb Gaming. M-U-R-R-B-G-A-M-I-N-G. Don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice.